Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This educational activity titled Engaging the Nursing Community in Treatment of Opioid Use Disorder is provided by Prova Education and supported by the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives for this activity. Your host is nurse practitioner, Dr. Mimi Secor. Nurses have always played a key role in the treatment of substance use disorders, and with the passage of the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act of 2016, which extends prescription authority to nurse practitioners within the scope of their state laws, their contributions have become even more critical. In today's discussion, we'll explore how nurses and nurse practitioners can help expand patient access to needed medications for the treatment of opioid use disorder, or OUD. We'll also highlight the benefits of employing a collaborative care approach to facilitate access to opioid therapy with buprenorphine in an office-based setting. This is CME on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Mimi Secor, nurse practitioner. My guest is Colleen LaBelle, director of Boston Medical Center's office-based addiction treatment program, also known as OBAT, in Boston, Massachusetts. Colleen, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. So, Colleen, can you share with us more about the opioid crisis? It's certainly all over the news headlines. Sure. The opioid crisis at this point is impacting everyone. There was a point in time where it was, you know, small silos, but now it's impacted everyone across the country. And the fact is that more than 90 Americans a day are dying from opioid overdoses. And then many, many more are being impacted by non-fatal overdoses. The CDC is estimating that prescription opioid misuse is costing us roughly $78 billion a year just in healthcare expenses, let alone the loss of productivity and treatment and criminal justice costs. And since 1999, the amount of prescription opiates has nearly quadrupled. In 2015, approximately 2 million people in the United States had prescription opioid use disorder. And this problem is continuing to climb. I mean, we have the prescription opioids is decreasing. But unfortunately, the folks who are using illicit opioids is not decreasing. So about 80% of those who have began to use illicit opiates, such as heroin or manufactured fentanyl, first used prescription opioids. And there's been a big impact in trying to address the prescription opioids and decrease that, but the epidemic itself has not changed. And so we have treatments for opioid use disorder, which is a really challenging chronic relapsing disease that requires medical attention. We have medications such as buprenorphine, methadone, or naltrexone. And combining those with behavioral counseling is the most effective method of treatment for this disease that we know that is chronic relapsing and can be very deadly. So accessing medication become real, is really challenging for patients in that there's not many physicians at this point and now NPs and PAs that are wavered and licensed to do this. You actually have, to have specific training to prescribe buprenorphine. So there's less than 40,000 wavered physicians across the United States as of 2017, and only 8.5% of those 39,000 physicians can actually treat the maximum number of allowed patients because you can only treat up to a maximum of 275 patients at one time. So this results in long waiting lists for treatment, insurance coverage issues are a big issue here. 
Stigma is a big issue here. So access to care is really challenging. Some insurers don't cover it. Some states don't have coverage that covers it under their Medicaid system or under their private payer system or their self-insured. And therefore, access to treatment is not optional for everybody involved. In obtaining a waiver to do this, Folks have to go through this eight-hour waiver training, or they have to have a certification in addiction, such as addiction psychiatry, addiction medicine, society of addiction medicine, or osteopathic addiction medicine. So they either have one of those certifications, or they go to an eight-hour approved waiver training that's provided through SAMHSA and the DEA gives them an additional X number is what we call it, but it's another DEA number to be able to prescribe buprenorphine in somebody's office-based practice. So because if someone has an addiction, they can't come in and say, hey, I have an addiction to heroin. Can you give me some perks and help me get off that? You can't do that. It's against the law. So now we have a medication. So Colleen, why are there special requirements for prescribing buprenorphine and how can a medical provider obtain the necessary approval? So prior to 2000, when the Data 2000 Act came into play called Drug Addiction Treatment Act, Prior to that, prescribers were not allowed to treat patients with an opioid use disorder in their office practice. The only place where you could get treatment for your substance use problem would be in a methadone clinic or in a detox. And so in 2000, the Drug Addiction Treatment Act came along, which now allowed physicians at that point to get a waiver to prescribe buprenorphine. And they had to follow certain requirements. They had to be addiction trained, or they had to go through an eight-hour training and then apply to... DEA and CSAT, Center of Substance Abuse Treatment, to obtain that aid, that waiver to prescribe the treatment. And nurse practitioners and physician assistants were not included at that point in time. So when did that change? So in July of 2017, the CARE Act came about, which put legislation in play that nurse practitioners and physicians assistants could now be part of the treatment. And so they could apply for a waiver the same as physicians could except they had additional requirements in that they couldn't just do the eight hours of training. They had to do 24 hours of training to be approved to apply for a waiver to prescribe buprenorphine. But this, would again, allowed us further access and allowed NPs and PAs who have prescriptive authority to be able to treat patients with substance use disorder in their office-based practice. So, Colleen, can you expand a bit on the barriers to treating substance use in primary care office-based settings? Substance use is a complex disease, and if providers don't have the specialty and understanding, they definitely shy away from doing so. We actually did a barrier study back in 2008 authored by Alex Wally. We surveyed 156 physicians across Massachusetts that actually had their waiver to prescribe buprenorphine but may not have been doing so or doing so in small numbers. And the number one barrier that providers reported was insufficient nursing support. And the next ones were around office support and understanding the payment issues and, and their knowledge. And so those were the really big things. So providers just didn't feel like they didn't have the knowledge, they didn't have the support, and they didn't have the nursing support, which, which is why I think we took off with, you know, let's put nurses here because we know when we add nurses to taking care of complex diseases, providers are more willing to do it and everybody wins because the patient gets you know, total care with really, you know, comprehensive treatment on all levels as a multidisciplinary approach. So that's one thing that I think is huge. And so putting nurses, whether it be RNs or NPs, at all treatment settings to help our patients is key in trying to expand access to treatment. So 
With the millions of people suffering from opioid use disorder, or OUD, which we know has led many clinicians to change their prescribing practices in an effort to stem this tide, what other strategies can nurses and advanced practice nurses use to make a positive impact, Colleen? Nurses have a central role in that nurses are essentially at every point of care that a patient typically will encounter the treatment center. There's more than 3.4 million nurses across the country and having them have knowledge and insight and ability to treat patients with substance use can make a very big impact because substance use disorder is complicated. It's a complex disease, much like a patient has chronic diabetes or somebody who is HIV with multiple opportunistic infections. Those patients are complicated and they need a treatment team. So having this collaborative care model where nurses work hand-in-hand with prescribers to deliver the care and to provide the concrete care management and the, you know, day-to-day complex care such as pain and pregnancy and a surgery or a prescription issue or something that comes about or getting that person access to the system when and where they need it is critical to expanding access to treatment. And how about strategies specific for advanced practice nurses in terms of making a positive impact? So nurse practitioners are also in the treatment centers. There's more nurse practitioners actually in care now in primary care settings than there are physicians. And there's also higher numbers of physicians' assistants coming into care. So you're seeing less and less primary care providers, especially in primary care and in community health centers or in rural areas. So by empowering those nurses to train them and to provide them with this tool to prescribe buprenorphine, it's going to further expand access to care for patients. So we're going to be able to further disseminate treatment and hopefully eliminate these waiting lists and these ability for patients to get care when and where they need it and in their community and in their community setting. Well, that'll be fantastic, Colleen. So you talked about the getting nurse practitioners waived to prescribe buprenorphine. What do you think will be the end result of increasing the number of waived providers? Would this be enough to turn things around in terms of access? I mean, we're in a pretty tough place right now. We have so many people impacted by this disease. I think it's going to take a while for us to see some really significant impact. But the more and more providers we have out there, the more and more providers we have that are meeting patients in all these areas where they access care and being able to offer them that care when and where they need it, I think will, in fact, change things. In Massachusetts alone, we've been doing this. We started a nurse care manager model in the state back in 2003 when buprenorphine became licensed and FDA approved in the United States. And from that, we've been able to expand access into greater than 40 community health centers so patients can get care when and where they need it. And so by doing that, we're hopefully going to stem the tide of overdoses and opportunistic infections and recurrent hospitalizations and improve quality of care for the patients, the families, and the communities. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to CME on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Mimi Secor, nurse practitioner, and with me is Colleen LaBelle. We're speaking about the nursing community's expanding role for treating opioid use disorder. So, Colleen, let's talk about the Massachusetts model you've led, which provides substance use disorder treatments in primary care settings under the management of a nurse. How has this model performed in clinical practice over the years? It's allowed us to be able to treat our patients in their community health centers and their practice where they get their care. It's allowed us to integrate addiction treatment into the medical setting seamlessly and as we would any other chronic relapsing disease. And it's helped us to take to remove the stigma of addiction because we've normalized it in that we're just treating the person and no one knows what that person's sitting in the waiting room waiting for. 
why they're there, but they're there to see their nurse or their NP or their physician or whomever it is. But, and they're there just to get care like they would anything else. Given what you've learned from this experience with the Massachusetts model, what would you say are the critical elements a nurse care manager model should include to be successful? Having nurses that are trained and understanding of addiction, I think all of us, you know, went to either nursing school or medical school, didn't learn a whole lot about addiction medicine because it wasn't something that we actually had really any tools to treating in our, in our practice settings. And so it was very much treated outside of the medical model. So training nurses on addiction medicine, much like we train physicians and NPs and PAs on, with that waiver training, we've actually set up a training that follows along that same line, but it's more nuts and bolts. How do you do this? How do you take care of the patient in your practice? How do you deal with the patient who had a potential relapse or had, has a medical issue and needs to be hospitalized with pregnant or is pain or the Department of Children and Families is contacting you or they have a criminal justice issue? So having nurses that understand those complex issues and how to get the patient's needs met Having that frequent follow-up and that frequent contact and that access to those nurses, I think, is critical. And be, being able to address if something is going on with them and they're struggling with their substance use, being able to grab onto that quickly and early on and addressing that positive urine or that person who may be having a problem with the Department of Children and Families or the criminal justice early on so that we can keep them in care and meet their needs and not judge them or stigmatize them and not make it so that they run away in the other direction, not feeling like you understand or care about them. So Colleen, do you have any additional closing comments you'd like to to share with our listeners? Um, I think it's important that we we all try to find however, whatever it is we can do to impact the opioid epidemic. And I think of it more of the substance use epidemic because it's not just opioids, but How do we take care of patients as a whole and how do we provide for all of their needs and how do we get them to come to care and stay in care and when they need something to come to us and not to go in the other direction. So I think it's important that we all learn about addiction and that we all get some tools in our toolbox to provide wraparound care for our patients and to remove the stigma and to treat it as a disease the same as we treat every other chronic relapsing disease. And to not think differently, remember that that person is a person, it's somebody's mom, somebody's dad, somebody's brother or sister, and that this can happen to anyone. And what we need to do is find the tools we have to treat the disease and to treat that individual and to meet them where they're at so that we can keep them alive to hopefully a point where they can get well. With that, I want to thank you. My guest, Colleen LaBelle, for joining me to discuss expanded nursing roles in treating patients with opioid use disorder. Colleen, it was great having you on the program. You've shared so much valuable information with our listeners. I want to wish you well in your continued challenges and working in this very important area. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This episode of CME on ReachMD has been brought to you by Prova Education. To receive your free CME credit or to download this segment, Go to ReachMD.com slash CME. Thank you for joining us.